flat is a state of mind. Get to know the people, science, and stories that make the Kansas outdoors more than flyover country. This is Flatlander Podcast, presented by the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and the Kansas Wildlife Federation. What I see on my dirt is undescribable as the Bible. Welcome, Flatlanders, to the next episode. We are super excited about today's topic, and we're not just saying that. It is going to be wonderful, and you'll know what that means here in a moment. This is your host, Nadia. And I'm Laura. Today, we have Jessica White joining us. And if you are in Kansas and you don't know who Jessica White is yet, sit down and buckle up. We are... (laughs) How do you like that? So Jessica um, operates the organization Wonder Woman of Kansas. So Jessica, welcome. Hello. (laughs) Short and simple. I like it. So uh, to get us started, Jessica, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, kind of how you got um, to be here at this podcast today, and then we'll go into the details about one what Wonder Woman is all about. Um, Yeah, so I am, gosh, am I 36? I think I just turned 36 in March. (laughs) Um, I've been doing this group since 2018. Um, Outdoor lifestyle has been a big part of my family um, background. That's kind of how we got to this point. Um, I've been turkey hunting my whole life with my father and he introduced me to fishing and my mother was very, very involved with my sister and I when it came to our Girl Scouts and she's always been really into um, camping and organized all of our family trips and so we've been camping, canoeing, kayaking, fishing, turkey hunting since I could probably walk. So um, it definitely stayed true to um, our life with what we're currently doing now. So yeah, it sounds like a natural fit for sure. Nothing that's been forced. Yes. So uh, for our listeners who are not aware of what Wonder Woman is, um, tell us a little bit about the overall goal and mission of the organization. Like give us a little brief history. Um, So Wonder Woman was not planned it was just kind of a it kind of just flowed into my life and then I just went for it um like I said my background has always been you know turkey hunting with my dad Um, that's what we did every spring we've been hunting in Bourbon County Kansas as long as I can remember I think he says like 93 was when we started out there um and then my mom who was involved with the Girl Scouts and everything. And I got into my early 30s and I was kind of in this like weird rut where I was enjoying the friends that I had and the lifestyle we had, but I really wanted something more, like a bigger direction, something just, I don't know, I think I just grew up and I was like, I need something different in my life. And I remember spending some time on Google and I was trying to find some like outdoor clubs. I didn't really know what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I wouldn't say I've been sheltered outdoors, but I knew nothing outside of what the activities I did with my family. Sure. So, um, 
when I tried to Google things, I struggled to find something that interested me. I pretty much couldn't find anything, but I think that was just the lack of knowledge of what to look for. Mm -hmm. So I remember we were spring turkey hunting. Um, I was with my dad in the blind and I, you know, we always, if you've ever sat in a blind with anybody, that's when you bond with someone. So you'd get really conversation flows, um, you know, even though you're trying to be really quiet and um, you just really spill your guts and so my dad and I were having heart to hearts and I was like dad I don't have any friends that do this stuff I'm single like where am I going to meet some new people and he was like well why don't you check out the National Wild Turkey Federation and I was like well what the heck is that and <laughs> so while we're in the blind because it was I think it was kind of late in the morning and so we weren't probably going to see anything that morning um I messaged the email I saw on the website and he messaged really quickly and got me in touch with our local chapter and I think I went to the very next meeting that they had scheduled and um, not to make you know long-winded I uh, started joining the National Wild Turkey Federation as a volunteer and that introduced me to so much more that I had no idea existed so that um, I found Pheasants Forever started joining them and and I think NWTF, the first event we had that I participated with was at Powder Creek Shooting Park. And I mean, this is down the street from where I grew up and I had no idea it existed. And so, of course, my mind is like, yeah, you know, um, and the one thing that I started noticing as I was volunteering for these different organizations is that I was the only consistent female and I was like well where the heck are all the girls you know and so these guys actually were the ones trying to encourage me to start like providing some women only events um just to try and see if we couldn't get more women involved in these organizations and it really just kind of struck me that you know if I struggled so much to figure out how to do other things outside of what the family did maybe other women felt the same way and I think I was at Orvis one night with the guys with Pheasants Forever and we were just kind of standing around chatting and it was like well you should start your own group and I was like okay I mean that sounds cool and then it's like and you should call it Wonder Woman and the next day I had a logo a Facebook and I started working on a website and Whoa. here we are this is amazing <laughs> yeah first of all I gotta say real quick I think every person in this room and for listeners obviously you can't see us but we've got Megan Mayhew producing the podcast we've got our guest Jessica White and then Laura and myself and I think everyone in this room can probably relate to being out at an event or with a group and being the only female because it's an outdoor-based event, you know, that's going on. Yeah, and when she said I spent some time on Google, first of all, I chuckled at that phrasing. But <laughs> You can relate. Like, yeah, like searching for a club, a group of people, because I felt the same way in my late 20s. Like, I have friends, but none of them like to do this specific outdoor type of stuff. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah, I, well, again, and that just came with not – Knowing, I mean, I've always been in this turkey hunting bubble and, you know, if, if my mom was the one that actually really expanded, um, even though she was with the Girl Scouts and planned all of our family trips, I found out once we started doing Wonder Woman and she started introducing herself to everybody because she helps out tremendously with Wonder Woman. Both my parents do actually, um, she volunteers for a lot of different like MDC, um, organizations and she actually became, they didn't have 
a instructor at one of the Boy Scout camps for repelling. And so she just took it upon herself to become the repel master. And so anyway, so it was, it was this bubble that I was in and I had, you know, Google was the first place I could think of to like go. So I was like, outdoor Kansas groups for women. And yeah. I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> So, so what is, what would you say is the overall mission of your organization, Wonder Woman? Um, it's mostly to bring access and to introduce more women to the outdoors that are struggling to find, you know, they're getting on Google too. And they're like, what the heck? I can't find anything. And I want to be that kind of one stop shop where I either bring awareness to other organizations for opportunities or for women to be able to try something new through what we're doing. I feel like that mic drop podcast recording is over. Like, what else do you need to know? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, it's really simple. I mean, I think my mission statement's like one sentence long. It's just, yeah. I think the biggest struggle sometimes is access, whether it's the gear or knowing where to go to be able to do these different activities. And I just wanted that for women because I knew that it was so hard for me. So. Yeah. And the, and the fellowship, I think, because like hunting with like my husband, it's different than hunting with a group of gals. Yeah. It's just a different vibe. Social support is really important, but I feel like, yeah, like what you said, like access and social support. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we love you guys, but it is yeah. definitely so different yeah. when it's yeah. a group of women. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of women that have mentioned that it can be challenging to learn from a male spouse or family member in their mm -hmm. life you know it's you want to look like you know what you're doing and you want to seem like you are knowledgeable and when you don't it kind of I, I feel intimidated all the time even with my background now with what we've been doing for a while um, I struggle to spend if I'm doing any type of event and I'm the only woman I immediately am like <sighs> yeah, like you're representing all women now. Yes, and there's yeah. a lot of pressure because I don't want them to look like, oh, this girl, she don't know what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't want to stand out for the wrong reasons, exactly. like because of your gender. And then you yeah. put a lot of pressure on yourself, and then you sure. actually do really terrible, and yeah, it's oh, a yeah. whole thing. That, that's a whole other episode. We won't there. get into that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So I, I'm gathering that this organization is like unique to Kansas. This isn't like a national thing that you've brought to the state. Like you created this from the ground up. Oh yeah. I, the name, like I said, I, I pretty much right now, I mean, I'm a one Mormon workshop. I do all of it. Um, I have no background in marketing or web design, but I just do my best and try to make it really easy for women to find the events and to sign up and find us on social media. And I just try to keep things interesting. And we do so many events right now that it does keep things flowing. So um, it's hard, but I'd say it's worth every moment. <laughs> That's fantastic. So how is the group funded? I mean, for the events, um, you know, I do my best to find events and, and I've been so lucky and honored to connect with a lot of organizations that believe in our mission and are providing their services for free or for a discounted rate. Um, and so a lot of these events, the women are just paying for their portion for the lodging. We include the food and um, for the actual event. And I mean, we sell some apparel. Um, 
we just recently this year founded our um, nonprofit, which the goal of the nonprofit is to provide a lot more sponsorships, um, a lot more gear, um, you know, trying to access the grant money to be able to continue what we're doing. So uh, we're not out there to make tons of money, but we do what we can to keep going. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, got to keep the business moving forward. Exactly. Sure. I yeah. mean, and unfortunately, things, you know, the website, those, you know, the emails, it all costs money. And but it doesn't matter because we just keep trucking along because it's fun and worth it. Yeah, yeah. So do you got do you sell memberships or like is there is this like a membership based thing or can just anyone any woman can join. So we do we did start a membership program last year. Um what it is is it's 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 optional. So if there's like a we wanted a sense of community, like of belonging. So we have three tiers of our membership, which there's um you know the the basic membership, there's the premier membership which is in the middle and then our VIP and each tier provides just a little bit more of like perks. Um, so like premier and VIP, they'll get first access to a lot of the events because, um, we have grown to a point where most of my events sell out within like the first hour or two that I'm releasing them. So these girls definitely are trying to get that first access, which is what those memberships provide, but um, not all the events sell out, and that opens up to the whole public. So again, it it's it's just a little extra perk that some people can have, but it's totally optional, and everyone is always welcome. That is really exciting to hear that your events sell out within an hour. Like yes, the demand is there. That's so cool. Sometimes when it happens, I literally am in shock. Wow, <laughs> I'm just like that just happened. <laughs> so give us give us an idea. What type of events are you doing? So the biggest thing with Wonder Woman is I wanted it to be all inclusive. Um, there are a ton of wonderful women groups out there, and they focus usually on one kind of specific um, activity. Um, and this came actually from my family, because even though I grew up with the father and my sister and I, we did the shooting and the hunting and the fishing. My mother was never into that. Um, she has done that, but it's not where her passion is. It's it's the guiding canoe trips up into Canada and doing rappel trips and surveying um, caves. And so I knew based on my mom and knowing that I would want some her specifically and anyone else like her that they can come to all of my events. So we do everything from cattle drives to bow fishing. We've done a welding event. Uh, we do nature hikes and plant identification. We do shotgun clinics and handgun clinics. So we really try to cover, which allows us to cover a ton of different stuff. I mean, we do so much unique things. So... <laughs> Do you do trailer driving or like backing up a trailer? Oh, that would be good. Trust me, I just really want that skill. I do too. And especially because we just did the bow fishing and we were watching everybody like back the boats up. And I was like, man, I need to learn how to do that. (laughs) I don't own a boat, but you know, one day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. should do a class. There's absolutely. It's just finding the right people to help us out because I do not own a boat, a trailer, a truck. And so it's just finding some people that are willing to help us out and put on the class. So we it's on the to-do for sure well maybe we'll have a listener who has the ability to help provide such a clinic so if they do be sure to reach out to jessica yes please (laughs) because uh, obviously there's already interest 
Yeah, you want to know yeah. how to back a boat yes. in a trailer. There is a Thank lot of interest. Much. Yeah, it's not even just in this room. I'm sure a lot of women would be interested, including myself. Um, I think it's a great trait because, again, you know, the guy puts the boat in the water and then he's looking to you to pull the, you know, back the trailer in to get the boat or, you know, whatever that is. And, and, I want to be able to do that with confidence. Like, yeah, move out of my way. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure that when I pull out of the water, that I'm going down the highway and there's not going to be any oopsies. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely. Expensive oopsies. Oops checklist from <laughs> beginning to end. Yeah, that's right. Or the, the fear that I think most people who have a boat is forgetting to put the drain plug back in. Oh, okay. And, you know, and then the boat's taking oh, a little bit of water. Yeah. yeah. Got to put the drain plug in. Okay. Good to know. Yes. And then you got to pull it out at the end because you got to drain the water. You don't want to be carrying around any aquatic nuisance. Right. Clean, drain, dry. Yes, right. Exactly. Good plug so, for that. Absolutely. So there's your course material. Now there we, we just need our instructor and equipment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. So you've mentioned that you try to keep the cost pretty low and you've had a lot of generous people um, offer things at cost or, or by donation. What is, can you give us like an average cost of an event or does it kind of run the gamut? It really is kind of all over the board. Um, if it's um, like this last weekend, our bow fishing team, they really go out of their way and, you know, they, they are not even an organization. They're just a group of people that really enjoy that hobby and like introducing to other people. So they just donate their time and with gas prices and everything like that right now, it's, I mean, it's, how do you even thank somebody for doing something like that? Um, and then in a couple weekends, we've got, um, we've got a fly fishing coming up. That's $10 to participate. We've got a fly fishing or not fly fishing, but a regular fishing class in Bel Air, um, next month and that's free so it kind of just depends on what we're doing and who i've connected with so it really ranges from absolutely free to bring a side dish or um you know like our texas ram hunt could be up to like 1500 dollars. so it just kind of if it's a big game hunt it might be a little bit more expensive but if it's something local and something that an organization is willing to give their time then we try to keep it free as much as possible makes sense do you guys have any scholarships available? Let's say somebody really wants to participate, but financial barriers exist. Is there any opportunities for oh, that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, this year I won the Mountain Dew Outdoor Grant, and that was the whole purpose of starting the nonprofit. And so we plan to use that money to sponsor women to come to some of our more pricey events. So, uh, for example, we haven't announced it yet, but we have two spots we're going to sponsor for our um, Outdoor Wonder Woman Life Skills. That's um, in October. Um, and then it's a nomination. Um, uh, so, you know, like, Nadia, you could nominate Laura because you know her and you think she deserves it and you know that she might not be able to go. And so then I would do like a drawing from that and sponsor. And we plan to do that. You know, I think right now we're just trying to set programs to, to get the funding and then continue this to provide. And we really want some gear. I've, I've had some events where some women, um, have felt I think intimidated to come because they don't have all the proper gear yet sure and I really want to have that arsenal in my back pocket you know like hey I've got all sizes of hunting boots what do you need yeah. let's not make that a barrier for you to be able to come loaner equipment yep yeah, yeah. and 
But yeah, the sponsorship, definitely. We're going to do, definitely have more plans after OWL to sponsor some women to come to these these bigger events. Um, and we also plan, hopefully, if it all works out, uh, we met Sydney Hutchinson, who is with Sydney Real Fishing. She's 15, and once she turns 16, if she continues her path of bass fishing, we really want to sponsor her, and, and hopefully more youth programs like that will come up where we can help support because um, she's the only female in her high school bass fishing team and I, she's just such a rock star so I'm just like whatever I can do to keep you doing your thing and yeah <laughs> we got to change that not her being a rock star but her being the only girl on the fishing team I agree also like fishing team did you grow up with that um no that became a more that's more yeah. recent years can we talk about and that yeah the shooting teams fishing and the team. fishing yeah. team we all grew up in Johnson County right yes. three of us or went to high school there yeah yep. yeah yeah no fishing I don't team. recall that at all no a little disappointed school. not gonna lie okay add a list of things yeah that would need you. to change <laughs> well i mean yeah. they have changed it they've they've definitely got yeah. it now but yeah well c- congrats on that grant too that's really exciting yes. i was really pumped <laughs> i wanted to do a little golf clap off to the side yeah but you know um i'm curious how are you finding participants or how are they finding you like what's that look like i would have to probably give credit to social media um that's pretty much I mean Facebook was the first place I started and I think that that's really where it grows because once a female comes to one of our events and they share that I think it's word of mouth now at this point but in the very beginning I all of it I think was from Facebook okay so you've kind of already touched on this a little bit but I was wondering if you could speak to the importance of providing these opportunities for outdoor learning and fellowship for women I mean, there's, gosh, it's like a huge list. I feel like, again, I go back to access. I think it's really important that we kind of provide that that doorway to be able to come to these things, um, access to being able to even go. I mean, a lot of these women don't have anyone in their lives at all that, that could introduce them to the outdoors. So access to these programs access to the gear to be able to use um i just i just think that that's what's important and i think it's incredibly important that we have this fellowship i mean the the camaraderie from the women coming together you know that's i didn't have all of my girlfriends now are from wonder woman i don't really talk to anyone else besides the girls that i've met through wonder woman and i know that that's been the case for a lot of these other women too as they've made friendships out of these trips and um and they're meaningful i mean something about when you spend time outdoors where you're really working hard and you're doing something that's really out of your comfort zone and you have those women there to encourage you and to make you feel comfortable and get excited with you and for you it just makes you feel so much more empowered like when you leave after a really awesome weekend i mean you're just still reeling like a week later like man that was so cool i can't wait to do it again and Sometimes we just need that. We need other women that we can count on that support us. I mean, you could be having a really bad week and then you come and you meet some women that are just so super nice. Just makes you feel better. Yeah. I've always said outdoorsy women are the best women. Really? Agreed. Okay. I think we can all agree that that is fact. I agree too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I am curious, you know, what are the barriers that you, I have my own ideas, but what do you think the barriers are to more women getting involved in the outdoors and shooting sports and fishing and hunting? I mean, have you noticed, you know, you've met a lot of women. Are there any common fears or challenges or barriers these women are facing and what are they? Oh, heck yeah. It's, and it is, it's pretty much the same across the board. It's intimidation. It's not knowing where to even start. I mean, I was blessed to have family that introduced my sister and I. I'm not sure we really had much of a choice, (laughs) but (laughs) now looking back, I'm so glad that we had that opportunity. And I think that's the struggle is, you know, a lot of the women that come, they do not have family members that do any of this um, sort of activities. Um, They don't know where to start. They don't know what they need. And, you know, I've had women that have come to me after an event and it's like, I would have never been able to do this if it wasn't for you and um I just got chills it it does I mean I I've definitely teared up a few times from some of the women that have talked to me about things after and it you know and it 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 hits you hard because really when I first started I hadn't even really thought that deep into it I just was like it's a struggle out there let me just try and see if this will work and make it a little easier for people to come in and do some different things and then the way some women were like you know, I am so thankful for you and your hard work because I just had the best weekend and I would have never had that opportunity otherwise. Yeah. And then those women go on to become hopefully champions of the outdoors in this organization. And then it has that kind of, you know, butterfly effect. Oh yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of women that are, are very committed and they are like my powerhouse women that come to a lot of the events and they just love again the camaraderie like the just it's so fun it's just fun it's to do this new activity but I've also had a lot of women that have done one of the activities and they were hooked and now they're doing it all the time which was the ultimate goal like I just want women to be able to leave a Wonder Woman event feel educated and more confident that way they could go home and share it with their family or be able to teach their kids um, and be able to do those things on their own with their families outside of Wonder Woman so that's why we try to keep everything at least somewhat educational I find experiences to be incredibly educational but I want the guides that are hosting the events for us to be open to have five million questions coming their way yeah (laughs) Yeah. pass that knowledge yep definitely so you mentioned the guides leading some of these events can you talk about some of the partners that you've worked with Yeah, I mean, every year we've been providing more and more new, unique events, but there's been a few organizations that it just couldn't have gone any better. So we just, we've developed a relationship. Um, I... Uh, if anyone follows on social media, we do a lot of um, videos. Um, I've met a woman-owned business here in Kansas City, and she does. she's a videographer. Her name is uh, Trista, and she owns Wildly Creative Co. She did my brand video, and she's done a lot of videos for my events, which I thought was just a really unique, fun way of showing other women like the things that we do and kind of get them excited to come. Um, Timber Hills Lake Ranch is another organization that has really really like supported Wonder Woman from day one. We've held three doe hunts now for the women and we've gotten a lot of new hunters out there and harvesting their first ever um, doe. And then they also, we did our first jug line class with the out, out there last year, which we've got another one coming up in August. Um, 
gosh, pretty much any time I call Joey and I'm like, hey, can we do this? And he's like, sure. <laughs> so, Love it. Yeah. So he would probably be really up there as far as a huge supporter. And then, you know, we've had our Sandhill Crane and again, the bow fishing guys that we, I mean, we just literally did the bow fishing and it just goes so well. And we've already, the girls that were on the boats were like, I can't wait till next year. So, I mean, shout out to them for sure. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of local organizations that have been incredibly supportive and, and they're the, what makes Wonder Woman continue. I couldn't do it without them. Yeah. Yeah. How many events are you hosting or have you hosted since starting this organization? So I actually got on the computer before I got here because I was like, how many events have I done? And <laughs> between my two websites, because I just transferred over to a new one, um, we're about 2019. April was the first event I ever held. And since then, I've done almost 70 events. Wow. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't, I, I wasn't either. <laughs> I was just like, I think I sat back in my chair and go, wow, I yeah. did that. Because hold on, because you, and you're doing all the social media, all the website work, all the marketing, all of the... All the networking, all the... Setting up partners. Yeah. And for it, listeners wondering, like, why 70 is so impressive, it's because Jessica's doing this with a full-time job. Like, this I, yeah, isn't her and, full-time job. And you're taking classes? Yes. Is that, so... <laughs> the ultimate goal would be for Wonder woman to support me so that I can do this full time because I don't think that there I don't think about anything else but Wonder Woman like what's the next event what's the next adventure who's gonna come like let's get this going (laughs) yeah I hope that for you too because of the good that you're able to do I mean that's incredible yeah we've got 12 events pending right now and that doesn't even cover the ones that I have in my back pocket right now that I haven't even announced so we're doing about three events per month what are your most popular events all of them okay (laughs) if you got it on it um truly um I don't know. I, I It's so hard because I sit here and I'm like, well, the fishing does really well, but then the camping did really well. And then the the hunting went really well and the shooting went really well. So. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we get for our Flatlander listeners maybe just one sneak peek about one of those events that's in your back pocket that um, you haven't announced yet? Yeah, so I'm really excited about... Um, we just organized a beginner sailing event <gasps> in Topeka for September, and I have not announced that. I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, yeah, literally, I think last week we confirmed what time is the starting would be. So um, it's going to be with Shawnee Yacht Club, and they are incredibly generous. Like, they want up to 20 ladies. So come on, ladies, we've got room. Let's learn to sail. And they sound very excited. So, um, and then, uh, the gentleman, uh, trophy wildlife outfitters who we did our snow goose hunt with, he, um, is going to do a learn to hunt waterfowl weekend for me that I'm really, really excited about. It's going to be a two part where we come together and learn all about because again it it always goes back to how do we learn so that we can do this ourselves because Mm -hmm. there are times you know I especially as I continue to get the equipment I want us to go out like I want to just be able to get on our group page and be like hey ladies I've got a blind I can fit eight girls 
who wants to go out this Saturday and just give it a whirl? And so I knew that at least getting some information to lead up to us planning this and doing this ourselves, you know, like, hey, I'm going to go scout this area. Who wants to come with me? We're going to go set up the blind and dress it. You know, who wants to come with me? And I know that I kind of got to lead this, but I really want all the women to be very like they participate. And so we're going to do all the basics, you know, how to get on the property and look, you know, because we're probably going to go on public land and, you know, where do you go? What are the ethics of public land hunting and especially with waterfowl and how do I set up and dress the, the blinds and Waterfowl ID. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, you know, d- don't even get me started on decoys and calling. <laughs> Not a pro at calling, but, you know. One day. One day. And, yeah. and how to, like, field dress the animal, how to cook it when oh, you get yeah. home. Oh, yeah. It's a like, whole thing. That. And so we want to do, we're going to do the learn to hunt. And then the second uh, weekend that we have scheduled, we'll actually go out and get the girls to hunt. Um, and that will be guided. But, again, the goal is for the future for us not to even need guides. I can just be like, girls, let's go. And then yeah. everyone's like, Yeah. Yeah, that's a good goal. So, Jessica, what surprised you the most since starting Wonder Woman? I think today when I was like, oh, there's 70 events. <laughs> um, honestly, that it grew like it had. I did not have any expectations. I, it was not anything more than hey I just think that I'll just try and see about putting some educational events here and there and see how it goes and I would have never thought that within the last year I would be booked solid every month to be I think I was just featured in the Kansas um, Country Living magazine and I was on the cover and it's like I know it's just a local little magazine, but for me, I was like, wow. Yeah, Yeah. Does your mom have that framed? No. She she should. I'll frame mine. I I haven't framed it yet, but I am. It's just, it's, it's a cool moment. I just, it, it, I think the pinch me moments are when things happen because people say that they believe in what I'm trying to accomplish and like I'll probably just cry even now I just like yeah I'm I didn't to make eye contact I know I keep like looking down like don't look at me I'm gonna tear up um it just I just couldn't have known that we were gonna be here and it means so much that when I jumped in head first with this idea that it was worth it tell us what your favorite memory is so far um there's so many um I mean the magazine cover is kind of huge so I don't know how you'd top that but let's hear it well I always think more of the events with the women those are my fond memories I mean the the magazine cover was really really cool it just met me it made me feel like I was accomplishing something that that all of my effort is going somewhere but the weekends I have after a successful event and the girlfriends I make that's what I take away from this and Um, I have two events that kind of stick out for me for, I don't, for whatever reason, the jug line last year was, I love jug line fishing. I just, it's the most relaxing, laid back, easy of like type of fishing you could do. And I'm obsessed. And we caught (laughs) like a 30 pound catfish on one of the jug lines and it just was like the coolest moment. And all the girls were super psyched. Um, That would make me obsessed too. Yeah, Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) Where where did you guys do it? So we did it at Timber Hills Lake Ranch. Um, we got about four or five boats out there and had a few girls on each. We actually, we first, we started by teaching the girls how to make the jug line out of pool noodles again, cause we want them to be able to do this on their own. 
And then we had the girls go out and they set their jug lines and then we went back around and got them all. And then we had a big fish fry after we'd actually ended up releasing the 30 pound fish. Cause I was like, well, you were coming back for you next year. And, <laughs> um, so I just, that was just a feel good, successful event that just still sticks to me. Um, one of the girls, her picture has become like my poster for everything because it's just the best photo ever. And, but the other event that really, really sticks out was our snow goose hunt that we had in March. Um, what was crazy about that is I know that there was a lot of girls that I hadn't met yet that came to that event and they were nervous. Like, and we all are, I mean, you know, you don't know a bunch of women and you're getting ready to spend some time with a bunch of women you don't know. It's like, are they going to be clicky? Are they going to be rude? Is it, are, am I going to not know anything? And these girls going to know everything. Like it's really scary. And after that event, like that small group of girls, I mean, we had the best weekend together and we started a group text and we're still I think we were texting in it as I was walking in here like we're still all texting all the time and the girls will like they caught about a big fish or they did something cool over the weekend and they'll share it and all the girls are like woohoo you go girl and it's and so months after and we're still doing this and planning what activities we can all still do together outside of Wonder Woman I mean I just love that. I love when the girls make friends after and they do things together and I'm just like, yes, <laughs> I yeah. did that. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing that. So how can interested listeners learn more about your organization? Um, I always tell people that the website is going to be the best place because I think Facebook, especially now, it's really hard to keep. I mean, you like so many pages and everything just gets filtered around. And I try to post as much updates on social media as I can, but the website is going to be your best one-stop shop. It's going to have the upcoming events. It's going to show you when registration is available. It's going to tell you the details of the events. And and I always send out an email when registration is open. So you're going to get that email when it's ready in time. So I just website website is the best place and we'll link to it in the show notes but it's wanderwomanks.com mm -hmm. what message do you have for women who are are just kind of beginning in their outdoor journey so to speak or you know they're thinking of starting what, what do you want them to know I want them to know that all the women that you could potentially be intimidated by or the activity that you might be intimidated by it's okay to feel that way, but I promise you that when you come to either my event or another women's outdoor group event, you won't be disappointed, and you just kind of have to go for it. Um, if, it. If it's on your back of your mind and you've been wanting to try something, you know, you won't be disappointed with the activity and, and jumping in there and doing it because the women are amazing, and we're all on the same level. I mean, all these activities that we do – I've I'm doing even for the very first time I mean you should see this bruise on my arm from bow fishing it's 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 legit <laughs> so, I, I will concur it's pretty gnarly I was eyeballing so it and I'm like she's been messing with a bow oh recently there's only one thing that causes that kind of bruise and it's a bow yes wow. <laughs> and it's the second year that I've done this and every year I tell myself move your arm out of the way but then you get so pumped with shooting on a fish that well, it's just sure. and then you get that reminder yeah. so yeah I mean especially like if, if you're nervous about me or any other woman don't be I'm I'm in the exact same boat is you we're all doing this together at the same level and it just just go for it it you won't be disappointed so low pressure 
and kind of all at the same level. Oh, That's absolutely. Great. That's it great. doesn't matter what experience level, you know, I even, I wish I was more in shape, but I'm not. And it's just, you know, even that, cause some people are like, well, I can't go on like a 10 mile hike. It's like, well, neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to show up in match and camo or anything. No, like you can just no, 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 no. Show up as I, you are. I still wear all of, all of my hunting clothes are hand-me-downs for my father cause they fit the best. So I still wear my dad's, you know, bibs that I got from him like years ago and he, the, the deer doesn't care <laughs> as long as he can't see you it doesn't matter <laughs> so jessica what advice do you have for friends and family members when it comes to supporting the outdoor women in their life um so we actually have a hashtag that i like to use on social media and it says take her to uh the message there is there might be a woman in your life whether it's a friend a neighbor your niece your sister your wife just ask her to come along you gotta you got an extra spot in the waterfowl blind see if she wants to come with you I mean that's how it all gets started you have to give if you have the opportunity and you can share those opportunities with somebody in your life that's a female you know take her too. consider that if if my parents hadn't taken me and my sister with them we would not be where we are today and I think that's the biggest thing is is I started getting other I mean mostly men in my life that were like hey we're gonna go do this you want to come and I was like well heck yeah and then that's how I got introduced to it and so you know even though I would love Wonder Woman to be able to take all women outdoors for everything you know it really would be helpful if some of those other people would consider some of the women and and bring them with you just give them a little taste maybe you'll change their lives great I love that take her too Mm -hmm. yeah very easy to remember meaningful Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just like my, my wheels are already turning of like, which people in my circle can I hit up because they haven't taken out somebody yet? Or who can I take out? Who can I take out? Yeah. Take me too. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, like take myself out and go make well, sure that I take her together. <laughs> you know, we've and, already and got it figured out. There's, yeah. you know, and some women aren't ready. They might be toying with the idea, but they're not ready. But if you at least put it out there that they're welcome, that's going to that's going to make them feel better. And then they might actually take that opportunity. And then you've introduced someone to the outdoors and now they're hooked. I'm so glad you brought that up because that, that makes me think of something else that I think is so important is that you might need to ask more than once. Yes. Mm. You know, don't just invite once and then go, Oh, well she wasn't interested. I mean, make that commitment to ask a few times because you never know. It could be an off day. It could be somebody, like you said, kind of warming up to the idea and it it takes a little bit of time. Um, So yeah, Take her to multiple times. Yes. You know, ask multiple times. Yep. I want to know what keeps you up at night when it comes to this organization or just the future of women and outdoors in general. This is, it's so funny because I've been thinking about this question and I... You were up last night. (gasps) (laughs) This podcast keeps her up. Yeah. (laughs) I, I... Probably I'm like that weirdo that stresses over things that people are like, why the heck are you stressing over that? Mm. It's it's so goofy. Um, I was just thinking about some of the past events that we've recently had. Things that keep me up at night are sleeping arrangements. 
Okay, oh. please expand because yes. this is isn't baffling. That, me. Isn't that so goofy? Like, it's no, it's, it's not. Is somebody going to shoot someone else, or are they going to like trip and break their arm, or you know, injure an animal or something? No, that that doesn't keep me up at night. It's where is everyone going to sleep comfortably? <laughs> like, do we have enough beds? Is there a fan? Yes. Does someone need white sleep noise? Is important. Yes, it's it's. You know, because a lot of times, I mean, when we're doing events with like eight or more women, these Airbnbs are usually not very like, you know, not everyone's going to get their own bedroom with their own bed. And we got to bunk up together or I mean, even camping, it can it's tent sleeping is not, you know, if you're a light sleeper, you're not sleeping in a tent. <laughs> and so it stresses me out, you know, is everyone going to sleep comfortably? Is it going to be okay? Is someone going to snore really loud and keep someone up? Or, you know, was it too hot? Was it too cold? And I will literally stress over if everyone's comfortable and has a nice place to sleep. Yeah. That's the story of my life right now. Isn't that <laughs> so silly? And yeah. yeah. Or like if I forgot something at the grocery store for the event, those are those things that like I will lay, I'll wake up at 5 a.m. like startled and not be able to go back to sleep because I'm just like, do I have everything? <laughs> well, yeah. that just shows how much you care. I care That's, a lot. You do care a lot. So on the flip side, what are you most excited about when you think about the future of this organization? All the cool events for 2023. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm pumped. I'm ready to see this yeah, list now. Sailing. Yeah, I mean, that's where pretty much... Besides a lot of the local events, I have at least four or five months of events scheduled out for next year already. You're on it. And I am ready. I am so ready. No wonder you got that uh, Mountain Dew thing. Oh, I don't waste any time. Yeah. Somebody will. Yeah, I don't waste. I mean, this is, I live and breathe. So I have to ask, like, what is your organ? Like, do you have a planner? How do you stay so organized? What's your system? You don't, you would be scared at I, my brain. I, it's all over your walls. No, I, so I am like a really odd, I don't understand cell phones. Like everyone's got their Google calendars and it looks so good. And, and I have, I did start a Google drive list, but I have like a really big desk calendar at work and that's where I write everything. I don't have anything in my phone and it's, I don't know wow. how I do it. It's crazy, but I, I do. I keep my to-do list in my brain and I continue to keep doing it. <laughs> okay, wow. so take note, future sponsors. We also need really large desktop calendars. Yes, <laughs> yes it's every year. My mom's like, do you need that desk calendar? I'm like, yes, please. Yes, I do. <laughs> so yes, I keep I track do. of everything. Easy to please. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've listened to our podcast before, so this probably doesn't come as a surprise, but we always try and end each episode with a challenge to our listeners or some type of goal we want to put before them. So what would be a challenge that you would pose for our listeners gosh I think I would go back to the take her to challenge you know female or male see if somebody is ready to do that outdoor experience and just ask give them that chance to try it out I mean if you have the gear the access the the knowledge to take someone new out with you do it I mean what's stopping you from asking someone I mean you're going to change their life for the good and I think that means everything that's fantastic. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate really it. Thank you. We appreciate you and what you're doing for yeah. the women of Kansas. We Heck might yeah. be on your sailing trip. Yeah. Or your trailer backup. Yeah. Yes. We might need Class. to get some VIP like status <laughs> to ensure that we can get a spot. Because, yeah, no I mean, the pressure to like get 
a spot secured within an hour. Yeah, yeah. It can yeah. Some events yeah. I can tell they sell out really fast. It, okay, I it, some it mostly mostly the events are selling out. Yeah, but it's just we have so much fun and it's I, catching on. Obviously, the feedback yeah. I get from girls is that I'm very laid back. Like I don't come into these events like you know you need to be awake by this time and da, 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 da. it's just like hey yeah, let's have fun and no rush no pressure let's just have a good time well it's working <laughs> yeah well thanks again we've enjoyed Thank this you. so much uh for folks who want to learn more about this organization again that's wonderwomanks.com and it's spelled w-a-n-d-e-r yeah i tell everyone we're uh we're not fighting crime we're fighting fish Love it. Love it. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that concludes our episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember. (laughs) (laughs) Laura. (laughs) We can cut it in anytime. That is a state of mind. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it at that. Flatlander Podcast is made possible through a partnership between the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and the Kansas Wildlife Federation. Sound and production by Megan Mayhew. Music by Kansas locals, The Box Turtles. Become a member of KWF for free by visiting kansaswildlifefederation.org. And be sure to follow KWF on Facebook at Kansas Wildlife Federation and on Instagram at kswildlifefed. Stay up to date on all things KDWP by following the department on Facebook at Kansas Wildlife and Parks and on Instagram at the KDWP. Remember, the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks is supported by flatlanders like you through the sale of licenses and permits. Consider buying a hunting or fishing license today to conserve and protect the wild spaces and faces that make Kansas more than flyover country. Flyover country.